contract where you'll never have to watch a movie alone again. I'm your host, Tim Lifeite, and back with me, one year later, my good friend, Nathan Ball. How you doing, Nathan? I'm doing great, Tim. Thanks for having me back. Oh, it's so good. One year ago, we decided to do a little action-adventure flick with a saint from the movie gods, Keanu Reeves and John Wick. And now we're here again with John Wick 2. Um, so, yeah, uh, I, I, I believe last time I remember bringing you on because a lot of the characteristics of John Wick in terms of writing style, uh, I was kind of reminded of you. So I thought of no one or any no one uh, more suited to uh, do a commentary than you on this one. So uh yeah so i think we should just talk about a little bit about john wick uh and uh john wick chapter two so uh what so uh i i want to hear your john wick two experience well well first off tim flattery will get you everywhere uh (laughs) (laughs) and it's it's a little hard to believe it's actually been a year but i guess you're right isn't it um so with john Mm -hmm. wick with me I was captivated with the simplicity of the writing and uh, how well it works out. And it might be a little bit because we all love Keanu Reeves. We've all seen those YouTube videos of him practicing and just being an absolute boss on the shooting range, which is just holy hell, right? (laughs) Holy crap. Um, And he's just a genuinely amazing actor. Anyways, I don't care what you say about his acting roles or if you liked it or didn't like it, but based on how the moves are written, you, you got you to gotta love the, the flair that he brings to everything. He's a great physical actor. Like, yes. he is great with action. He's not really the greatest for, like, you know, intimate drama and subtlety and things like that. That's not really his shtick, but he's smart enough that he knows that. And the stuff that he takes advantage of, of what he is good at, he really takes advantage of it. But you know what I think is really unique about him is, like, if you know anything about him as a person, he's gone through an unbelievable amount of heartache for somebody in anyone's life. And for him to... Yeah, but for him to not be that big of a drama actor, I think, honestly, is more of a personal choice. And this is just me, in my opinion... But I think that's a oh, personal yeah. choice of his because it's not like he hasn't felt those feelings either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can imagine a lot of uh, the uh, the pain of losing his uh, his wife, his yeah. real wife, not like and, John and Wick unborn wife. child too. Uh, yeah, uh, I imagine a lot of that grief was channeled in those early scenes in the very first one where he lost uh, uh, his movie wife. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, because it, it, those scenes resonate with me even more. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, but I do want to know specifically some of your thoughts about this particular chapter. Because, uh, personally, I've seen all three already. Uh, this is actually my personal favorite of the three so far. Really? But that's just I, I, I do moment. have to admit that at the time of this recording, I have not watched chapter three yet. And then that's a mixture of the COVID stuff going on versus my own personal work schedule and just not making time as a movie nerd unfailing. However, 
Based on one and two, and I did rewatch <laughs> these the other day. Yeah, well, <laughs> I did rewatch these the other day, uh, just to kind of prep up for your uh, your podcast. And I gotta say, the I think the most important bit is the fluidity from what it goes, uh, uh, ep- or essentially episode one and then episode two, uh, or scene one or scene two or however we want to say that, because there's not really much of a time skip at all maybe a week no or no. so i mean it's pretty right away Even less yeah um but as far as writing goes for chapter two i think the only thing that actually ever bugs me about the john wick movies so far as a whole is it shows pain and it shows damage i mean obviously he's not this invincible demigod like he does take bullets he takes stabbings he gets beat up very realistically beat up he heals very quickly which yes that's the the (laughs) one thing (laughs) yeah um but as far as story-wise it does make sense i mean there's a fluidity of this made-up world that he's playing yes very much in line with and the neat thing is the important thing is and what i love about this is it gives hints of this backstory world that yeah, almost yeah. to the benefit of the viewer is not really explained unless it needs to be. So there's this mystery that honestly I don't want to know about because that would take away from it a little bit. Yes. And now as just a total devil's advocate, because I totally agree with you here. <laughs> um, I see you're drinking. Is that bourbon? Oh, uh, yes, sir. It is. This is Four Roses bourbon. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> I've got me uh, a, a classic Jack and Coke with me, uh, yeah. so I guess uh, a cheers to Keanu. Cheers. But uh, yeah, no, I th- uh, just to play a little bit of dev- devil's advocate, because I do totally agree with you. I'm just kind of speaking for anyone who might be thinking of this. Uh, one could see how that's very easily could make it a deus ex machina, where it's just whatever the script it needs to be done and it makes it completely convenient for the writers it could be that i don't think so though because it's so fluid well i think one thing you have to keep in mind is that if it was at some point you'd have to explain it but they're able to not saying it's necessarily incorrect in that assessment either but the lack of what they give in keanu reeves's character of john wick they allude to his badassery more than I would say arguably uh, actually show it. In fact, one of the first lines in this movie that we're about to see perfectly resonates with that. I believe it's the line from the uncle slash brother of the last villain. He says, if anything, all of his exploits have been watered down. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. Um, so if you got like a John Wick prequel, I think it would ruin it. And I think both, a little bit, yeah, yeah. I think both his character and this world purposely being hidden in shadow, whether for the reason of the Deus Ex Machina, or because they want to keep us in the light or in the dark purposely, I think it still works with how they put it out there because they're always keeping. Oh yeah, no, totally. Totally. It totally feels like that works. Um, my person, the only reason why I list this one as my favorite is because this is the one of the three where, because uh, my fiance and I sat down and watched it 
because uh, we right before we went to go see John Wick three in theaters. Um, uh, well, actually, no, it wasn't right before we. Uh, it was like uh, about three or four months out because I knew it was coming and I wanted to check out uh, chapter two before I went into uh, ch- chapter three. This movie actually pissed me off basically because <laughs> how it ended. <laughs> like when it ended, I was like, no, no, don't keep going. You are doing so good movie. Get to, like i want to see what happens next and uh i actually got so kind of angry at that ending because it was so good um that uh i have since gone for myself i actually made a supercut of all three of the films which totals out to five and a half hours um and the other reason why i wanted to do that is because like you said these do literally flow right into one another i mean uh, when the first one ends, you say like maybe a day to maybe even a week max passes between the two. John Wick two ends. John Wick three immediately picks right up. Like uh, <laughs> this whole franchise is just John Wick having a really bad month. <laughs> yeah, apparently <laughs> I, a it, really bad. John month. Wick is just done, and you can tell. <laughs> well i think we've talked enough about the movie i think we should actually jump right on in so folks if you've got a blu-ray you've got a a streaming service you got whatever uh just cue your movie up because we are ready to get this show on the road in three two one click and here we have our first little uh uh one of many uh, production companies that uh, finance these. That's the one thing that I, because I've said this many times in some of the other uh, podcasts that I've done where I do some indie movies where you just see a buttload of different production companies that had to finance this because, you know, Hollywood's kind of in a weird conglomerate era, uh, more so than it's probably ever been. <clears throat> but here we go. Right into it. New York City downtown at night have you ever had the opportunity to be there yet by the way i have actually oh and then of course right here we got our little buster keaton homage to the greatest stuntman who ever lived but uh yeah i've been to new york a couple of times um don't really want to live there though no but gorgeous nightlife yeah and that's uh, something that i really love that these modern, you know, film noir kind of thriller action movies do with their night sequences. Like, uh, this whole era of, like, the, like, you know, 2010s onward of neo-noir thriller action movies that we've seen, uh, especially that takes place in the city nightlife, uh, they do with neon the same thing that, you know, hard-boiled detective movies from the 40s do with black and white they just make it look so gorgeous and moody so uh i i understand that in this one john wick's trying to get his car back but what's this one again what the uh, what do you mean this he's well john wick's trying to get is looking for his car 
Right. What's he driving then? <laughs> I, I think he, he's still driving the the loner from um I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Oh, from a uh, John Linguizamo's character. Yes. Yeah. I guess you're right. I guess th- I, I just wish that they would have made it, uh, the loner look a little bit more distinct. Well, it's not like and, it's not. Uh, I mean, it was a hell of a car, but I, I don't think they want to take anything away from his car. Yeah, yeah. I, you got to have that certain that certain John Wick brand with it, I guess. Oh, shit. I really do love the world that they built with mm-hmm. this. Like, um, all because, you know, all of it's underground and... Uh, and I think this is the wa- reason why this one's probably my favorite of the three because it really starts to expand on the world without, you know, bringing too much to light and keeping a good amount into the shadow. Well, I think a lot of movies struggle with they enclose themselves off too much. Like, um, <clears throat> I'm going to put a reference into the classic Tom Jane Punisher, whereas. Howard Saint seemed to be this epoch of criminal underworld and worked with one set of guys. And so all of the all the crime essentially was right around there and there was nothing else anywhere else. And that was great for a one-time story. But this, especially with how the last movie ended, it's easy to say he eradicated all of crime when that is far, far, far from the case. So I think it was really good to to build and, and open yeah. up the world like you had said. Yeah. <laughs> I love the... Oh, because <laughs> uh, if y'all don't remember from the first one, the uh, the the O's are like a uh, a, a, a tribute to Keanu Reeves' uh, trademark. Whoa! <laughs> the all important puppy. <laughs> you need puppies. <laughs> I do need puppies. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, well, yeah, well you, that which is probably like all of you, um, <laughs> my co-host here is wearing a beautiful shirt that I got him for Christmas, uh, a John Wick <laughs> shirt that says, I need puppies, lots of puppies. <laughs> oh, shit. I love that he makes him swallow the cigarette. John Wick doesn't like you smoking. Yeah. So fluid. Right? And I love the fact that they are smartly keeping his face out of, either out of frame or in the shadows. You know, for... Oh, yeah, the fucking pencil. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to see it later, which is the coolest. But, yeah, they kept his face. They kept his face in shadow or out of focus or uh, uh, just out of frame so that they can do this moment. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, the other thing I like about the choreography in it itself, they're not boxing. Like, people don't no. don't fist a cuff in the streets. Like, it's grappling. It's on the ground. It's rough. Yep. And, like, yep. I, I like that that's the direction that they took it instead of, like, a Marvel superhero fist fight, you know? Yeah. Yep. It's a much different style of fighting. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you can tell that the, it's, it's mostly in the director for that, because, uh, for those of you who don't know, the director of both this and the last one was, uh, Chad Stahulski and Stahulski was, uh, uh, Keanu Reeves's, uh, stunt double on the matrix. I didn't know that. <laughs> oh yeah. No, dude, totally. Shameless like, plug guys. <laughs> Stahulski, the Stahulski was totally... Keanu Reeves's uh, uh, stunt double for for Neo in uh, the Matrix. So All three of them. Me that I so. have two men that look like Keanu Reeves responsible for this. <laughs> Holy <Yep>. shit! <laughs> <laughs> oh my, the ladies, the ladies, and the and you know, fucking just like everybody would be creaming their pants at that. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're only human, Tim. Yeah, and well, and, well, almost everybody. Well, uh, <laughs> John Wick, Hitchhosh. Mr. Keanu, Senor Humble himself. I know. <laughs> but now, okay. So, what I really love about this sequence—it's not just a car chase; it's actually like car foo. <laughs> Because if you notice, like he'll like use the car to like push people over or take them inside out. It, it, oh, he did it, that with the last fight like... scene or the last fight scene in the last movie as well. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Well, I gotta say, of, I think. Yeah, I gotta say, I I hate what they did to this car in the scene, though. As cool as it is, oh, it hurts me. Right. Well, it's hurting him, as you can see. He's like, <laughs> "You wrecked my car." Okay, between a couple of guys, that's really personal. Yeah, but you could also tell, <laughs> and I think he did a good job at acting this. You could tell the fuck it moment when he, right before when, he puts that car in reverse, he's like, well, I'm going to kick your ass now this way. <laughs> like, I was just going to fuck off and run, but now I got to kick all your asses and kill you at the same time. <laughs> oh, oh, God, it, it's such a good move. But, uh, it gives me shivers. I know, right? Fuck. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, and my... yeah. Okay, so this is the second time I've seen Keanu Reeves uh, wreck a car door for an action sequence in a movie. First time being in Speed. Uh, <laughs> ah, yeah. You broke my... You broke my door. <laughs> Sir, I need to take your phone. I need to take your phone. Take the phone. (laughs) You should call me whenever you decide to do speed. I haven't seen that movie in a while. (laughs) Oh, dude, speed. Speed is still one of, in my opinion, still one of the best action movies ever made. Completely absurd. But yes. (laughs) I don't care. It's, It's fucking amazing. I also like how he casually just restarts the car. Like, I could shoot you, 
but I want to do this. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like balls. Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. The look on the mob boss's face. He's just like, is it over? <laughs> Am I? Did I win? <laughs> I also like no. how at no point did this mob boss think that he was going to get out of this. I know, right? I, he was just like, well, it's happening. Yeah. You can try. Oh. Oh. Who okay, gets up so, after that? Uh, Keanu Reeves does. Although, actually, to be fair, that was uh, Keanu has uh, uh, gone on the record to say many times. He does like 95% of his stunts, but him getting hit by the cab was not one of them. So when you see him getting hit by that cab, that was not Keanu. I'm just, but you know, otherwise the... it's like I've never personally been hit by a car, but I imagine it sucks. Uh, it's not. It actually the getting hit by the if you know how, uh, it, getting hit by the car is not the worst part. It's hitting the asphalt. Tim, have you been hit by a car? No, but uh, <laughs> I have talked to some stunt people because the ki ah. the trick is to try to leap into the windshield. Uh, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, you want to... Oh, God, fucking kneecaps. Um, but uh, <laughs> you, you, you want to leap into the windshield in order to, take, to, to minimize the actual hit. So really the only painful part is actually hitting the pavement. <laughs> I need to change my pants. Oh, this is such a great flex. He just walks in there, all casual like, helps himself to a drink. We both know we've never tasted vodka that nice. I know, right? Oh, I'm so geez, curious. That's that's. that's rich people vodka <laughs> i don't even like vodka that much but i'm pretty certain i could do that <laughs> for sure especially if it's got a fruit well i'm more uh uh of a fruity kind of vodka guy and something tells me that these guys are not about that but i am willing to bet that it would be hella smooth you don't know that that could be banana flavored vodka right there and you have no idea <laughs> probably you know what you know what <laughs> That could just be his taste. Also, I want to point out something else about the movie that I really like in all the movies so far. Yeah. Their, their choosing of, of the actual movie subtitles. Yeah. It, fantastic. It, dude, when I first saw the first one when they did that, I'm like, this looks like a fucking graphic novel comic book. Right. In literally the best way possible. And I want to be clear, not the subtitles that you can turn on as a moviegoer, but the ones that are in the movie that help uh, translate Russian or Italian uh, or, yeah. or whatever they're speaking at the time. It's yep. so good. And the first time I noticed it's... was the first movie when they said Baba Yaga. Yeah. And I don't really know. It doesn't really show up in my head any earlier than that, but they're doing the same thing and it's not overdone. No, no, it, it just feels 
really comic booky. And then I also love the uh, the title sequence here with the uh, uh, the coin and the uh, the 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 death the marker. marker. Yeah, yeah, dude, I would kill for a prop like a prop replica of one of those. Oh. And then back to the oh. house. Oh, 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 baby! You're working oh, so you hard. Poor thing. <laughs> and it's <laughs> raining too. Like this is just like the saddest sight. <laughs> like, not only is he like coming home to this, and it's in the morning, and he also has to lean his head out the window just to see, like, in the rain. I like the continuity that, that they did though with the minivan that they left in the first movie. Yeah. You didn't yeah. have to put that in there. Like, not a whole lot of people would have probably noticed. Yep. Oh, little, little subtle reminder of the wife. Mm-hmm. I'm actually surprised they haven't, uh, they didn't clear that part out yet. Well, you figure probably didn't have time because in the first movie he took it to, um, the shop, the chop shop, and he refused it. And then he immediately yeah. got put into hiding. So he probably dropped it off at his uncle's. Remember, this is only like a week or less. Probably didn't have time. Maybe even a couple of days. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that might be it. Oh, I love the rain on the wall. Feels very kind of almost Kurosawa in uh-huh. that way. Puppy. I got to say, I'm not really a fan of a whole lot of, like, considered modern, quote-unquote, homes. But that's a really nice, really nice house. Yes, it uh, is. It, 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 it's built wonderfully, and, and it makes sense because you can tell his character is a man of focus, is a man of commitment. So you would expect all of his things to be very precise, not cluttered, not empty. Fortuna. So what a set of but, tattoos. Uh, yeah, I know, right? Um, but uh, apparently the other reason why his apartment or his house looks sort of the way that it does, because apparently uh, his uh, deceased wife was a, uh, 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 an award-winning uh, art photographer. Oh. Uh. Yeah. So you would see like, oh, yeah, that's totally a photographer's house oh yeah good puppy breaking my heart left and right tim you need to stop I this know. i Such love a... this scene this is so funny yeah <laughs> go get it i'm so sad this guy's character isn't in there more because i love it I know, right? Like, this is actually one of... Because, uh, like, I know a lot of people have issues with John Linguizamo <laughs> for one reason or another. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, I I really wish I'd see a little bit more of the shop guy because he just seems like a really cool, cool character. Mm-hmm. Um, minor spoiler <laughs> for you. I'm sorry, I love that line. <laughs> <laughs> minor spoiler, though. Sadly, he does not show up in three. Oh, yeah. I know, but to be fair, uh, because like like I said, John Wick three picks up right after this movie, like this, like hours after that, um, <laughs> um, 
you can imagine that he'd probably be busy for a little while. Like he said, he's like, yeah, I'll have this back to you. And like, you know, Christmas 2030. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> the wi- so the crack in the sense. windshield line just gets me every time. I, I wish I was that <laughs> clever. I really do. <laughs> so he just came out of retirement. And now that it's all said and done, he's got his car back. He's got a new dog. The people that wronged him are gone. It's time to put everything back. And I love how meticulous mm-hmm. the sequence is. And he just puts everything back the way it was, cleans up the rubble, and then redoes this excellent job where he just completely uh, paves it completely all over again. And And jumping a little forward... I like how the movie didn't just throw new goons at him and just shot up his house yeah. again. You know, like, yeah. not like, oh, you're not out now. Like, they maybe a tad flimsy on the surface, but there was another reason. Yeah. And it, uh, they made, which, it made sense. Yeah, yeah. Because when I, you know, when you hear, like, because when the first film is so well contained as an individual movie, um, you can imagine that, you know, as a writer, you'd be like, well, what, how do we get John Wick to come back out, uh, who clearly just wants to, you know, retire in quiet and peace? How do we do that in a convincing way that doesn't feel like it's just a stupid rehash? Yeah. Which I think is probably why at the end of this movie, they left it open versus just closing the storyline entirely like the first one. They realized yeah. this was a good movie. Uh, people like it. They want to see more. Let's not punish yep. our writers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Uh, I totally sympathize with them in, in that respect. Oh, good God. Uh, and, Me too. <laughs> and, they, and besides, what, I mean, the end result is they d- delivered with a kick-ass sequel. Yeah. Like, this movie is balls-to-the-wall solid. Yeah. Uh, and uh i i was a little bit taken like i guess i just had a little bit too high expectations for john wick 3 which is probably why i didn't like it more than this one but that's okay because i'm still waiting for the rest of the overarching story to complete because i have a feeling that the uh the the writers and the creators and all that they have their end game uh you know not like actual event avengers end game right, uh, right, right. but uh what uh you, you know when because end game it wasn't end game with disney they kept fucking going after end game but that's a whole nother thing uh <laughs> um, that's a different podcast tim we'll get there when we get there <laughs> well, i'm gonna be doing that with my buddy mark with uh marvel movie of the month with mark uh, oh, keep a look out that for that uh but yeah no uh i actually can kind of see where they're going because Actually, they they came up with something kind of brilliant, or mm-hmm. it just might be a rumor or something, but apparently they want to make five of these ah, and have, nice. yeah, and they want to have each individual movie be a representation for the five stages of grief. Ah, yeah, that'd be fair. So, also yeah, sidetrack to the actual movie though, yes. I immediately hated this character. Immediately. I know. Like he's such a twat. Like <laughs> Yeah. Like, well, eh, 
maybe it's because he's Italian. Maybe it's not. But I don't, there's definitely no, a level no. of fuckboy in there. <laughs> I've met Italian people that are lovely, lovely people. He's a twat. Oh no, yeah, yeah, true. I'm just thinking like it's. I don't think it's because he's inherent. It's because he's Italian, but he is fuckboy <laughs> for sure. Well, like in the span of the movie, and this works great as as a way to jump back in. And so yes. you needed it. Yeah. But there's something about this guy's character. You know, he says he wouldn't have called him if he would have stayed in retirement. Bullshit. You know. Yeah, uh, he would have some... called anyway. Yeah. With the the motive this guy has and what he wants and stuff like that. With the power he had with that marker. You could tell he's lying right now in this scene. But that's why I like how he did the character. I hate the character, but he played it off well. Yeah, yeah, like, he's like, oh, John Wick's back out on the circuit? Like, I heard he retired a few years ago. He's back? I'm yeah. gonna take advantage of that because yeah. I'm a dick. Well, <laughs> it, but then you all, you still feel like, that's bullshit, you were gonna do this anyways, you just now have yeah. a convenient excuse. Yeah. You know? And, and of course, he had to fucking knock on his door the second he got done plastering his floor back. And when he just reburied his past. Oh, there she is. The famous Ruby Rose. I love her character in this movie so much. <laughs> the mute assassin uh, who may also might also be a lesbian like Ruby Rose, I think. She kind of goes back and forth, but who cares? She's awesome. And I love mm -hmm. the hand tats. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. I yeah. didn't like them at first though because it seemed like it seemed like they wanted to over over brutalize characters but later on I thought it actually worked with their character style. Yeah. So, yeah. you know. Uh so you mentioned how much you dug his house. Mhm. Mm no, I know. Uh... Yeah, stop it, Tim. You already killed the car um, for me. I. <laughs> oh god! And you know what's going to happen oh, too. Yep. Like as soon as he pulls out the grenade launcher, you're like, oh fuck. And the thing is, John Wick knew what was going to happen too. Like you know, a little bit. I think. It, well, in this world of rules, which we'll get that conversation and explanation later. It's yeah. pretty hard set. So you have to think that someone who has been in this world long enough to garner the respect of all these essentially OGs knows what every little subtlety means. And him saying no is such a hammer oh. down. Yeah. Oh, I just so that shot just made me realize I'm so thankful that the puppy got out. Oh, I know. I was so like, nervous the first time I saw this. Like, don't you, you dare. Saw... He just got a new one, damn it. Oh, uh, but all his wife's photographs. The house, like. I would like to point out, Tim, that shot. I'm finishing this bottle far too early. Yeah. I that is because of the car and the already. house, specifically. Yep. <laughs> I finished it too. Okay, so here's something notable. 
Yeah. Uh, for all the gun violence and the dead bodies that pile up in this movie, this is the only time the cops and the firemen show up. <laughs> cops showed up the first time. True. And we also have the same officer from last time, yep, uh, yep, Jimmy, yep, yep. I believe. <laughs> uh, just the by like, hey, John. You yeah, you working again? <laughs> and then he goes, "Oh shit!" <laughs> yep, yep. He's like, "Motherfucker, I think I am." I just do love that like inherent respect. <laughs> but that that shows something about like in the real world, we all have this suspicion that the criminal underworld is in cahoots with quote-unquote dirty cops, and that's, that's always been a thing. But I don't think they're trying to portray the cop as dirty. I think no, they're trying no. to portray the cop as respectful of this dude yeah. and this way of life that they're portraying. Yeah. Okay, uh, before I get to that point, I just noticed, did he just walk all the way to that hotel? God, I fucking hope so. Because John Wick walking across the bridge, through the streets, and up to this thing. I guess, I guess, with all the assassin stuff that's out there, there's no assassin Uber. I guess. <laughs> well, they did blow up his his car. They, his, they did. Uh, his spare no, car. the car's gone. Uh, but the minivan no, is blown up, which is yeah, fine. the spare car. Um, but uh, yeah, no, my point was, uh, uh, what was my point? Fuck. Uh, my the the is... criminal underworld that oh yes. has so um, much respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I believe uh, the the directors were just like, yeah, the the cops are are in the know, but these this whole assassin <laughs> doggy, um, right. this whole assassin culture is in the know, but they are their own entity. They operate inside their own laws, and they have no jurisdiction. The cops just have that res- are are respectful of right. That. But they also so, police themselves very well as well. Like, if one dude yes. goes on a rampage, they're taken care of. So the cops yes. don't have to deal with this ridiculously skilled... Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So do you recognize this location? Because it took me a while to realize exactly where they are. Um, this is where uh, uh, Spider-Man drops oh, Mary shit. Jane in the first one. <laughs> that was a in little too Spider-Man loud. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for all but of yeah. your ears. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. Um, but uh, yeah, like it took it, like when I rewatched this, I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, <laughs> oh my God, you're right. I did not notice that. Well, it looks like I'm watching that? Sam Raimi after this too. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, dude, Ian Ian McShane. <laughs> like I love his character in this movie. What a like, gentleman. He is just, he is. He's such a good gentleman. And I'll say this too. He is probably John's be- greatest uh, friend in this whole series. Anymore, I would say, with the kill-offs yeah. in, in, in episode one. Yeah. But, you, you know, I think tying into the last point we made about the criminal underworld, they want, this is a gentleman's game, for lack of a better term. Yes. This is very proper, very inclusive. You have rules, and you stick by the rules, and we've said that before in this podcast already. But they make no reservations in explaining that this is how a proper assassin, not just some back alley thug, but a proper 
working professional conducts themselves. And I think yes. that's part of the respect as well. And and it's it shows in all the OG characters and even some of the newer ones with the respect and and the people even just minorly affiliated. Yep. <laughs> I love this man's voice, by the way. Every time he talks. I know. He's well, he is like the world's best concierge. <laughs> Good doggy. Also, that dog is ridiculously well disciplined. Oh yeah. That, also the fact that love it, this it small off so small yeah, comedic yeah. cutscene. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god! Oh like hey, how... did you Go see ahead. the uh, the homeless guy that was uh, that you saw right before he went in there? That's totally the homeless guy that picks him up later. Horseshit! No, well, now I'm gonna pay attention. Hang on, I'm gonna pay attention now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love this bit. I would have the most confused boner ever. <laughs> 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 what would you like me to do for you? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> like, damn. <gasps> so this, I believe, this winds up being the uh, the the art museum that we have uh, late that's shown later in the movie where he has the gunfight. Yeah, I think you're right. You know what I really? Yeah. So what I really love the fact is that they were like, you know. We're making kind of an art house action movie, so let's literally have it in an art house. I mean, come on. <laughs> like, And it is like a really cool location for oh, an yeah. action sequence. Like, oh, just yeah. the whole gallery, and um, especially with the, uh, well, well, I'm getting ahead of myself. We'll get there. Uh, but, uh, okay, so the, the other thing that I wanted to ask you do you recognize the painting that uh um they're sitting in front of uh that's gettysburg isn't it i believe so um but i do like the fact that it's kind of a violent kind of mm -hmm. uh broad scale epic image to mm -hmm. kind of uh <laughs> foreshadow the the carnage to come especially between these two characters the the homage to warfare which essentially is yeah. john wick in this movie is declaring war not just on the people that wronged him but the whole underlying set of rules kind of like a like a people can get away with a lot of stuff if they know what kind of red tape stands in their way like if you understand mm -hmm. the rules you can definitely exploit them and there comes a time, especially in John Wick's character, where he goes, you know, rules be damned. Some rules need to be broken. And I think mm -hmm. that's what this movie says specifically. Because at first it was vengeance. And now he's fighting against the very rules that are keeping him in line with this one. Yeah, and you'd be amazed how far that goes into John Wick 3. Holy shit. But no spoilers. We will um, get there when we get there. Yes. Uh, <laughs> should we do it exactly one year from from now to just kind of keep the thing up? You make me wait a year, sir. 
I may come there you... and strangle you myself. <laughs> Is that how it's going to end here, Nathan? <laughs> with your hands around my throat, with your I need hands a better around my throat. I think I need a better pseudonym because there's not a whole lot of threatening things about Nathan. <laughs> I'll be really fair about that. <laughs> uh, one that I've heard is, "I will boil your teeth." Well, all right then. <laughs> That's different. Yeah. <laughs> Hadn't heard that one. Huh. I'll add it to the list. Excuse me. Yes. <laughs> he is kind of a greedy asshole. Oh, he is. Because he is literally asking John Wick to kill his sister just so he can attain a seat on the high table. Very like, classic, by the way. Reminiscent of little, yeah. an old oligarchy, but still. Yeah. Er, yeah. Monarchy, I would say, perhaps. Yeah, I think uh, monarchy would probably be better than oligarchy. Yeah, but yeah. Um, still, yeah, totally. I, uh, it is kind of you know, uh, very old school. You know, very very old school. I love um, this particular set of sequences, by the way, of him oh, just dude, getting okay. ready. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, people ask me like, uh, well, why, what, like, why, why you like this one a little bit better because of scenes like this? Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly because of scenes like this. I want to pay we... very close attention to every single one of these because I fucking love them all for different like, reasons. <laughs> I know, right? Because last time, like, he was just using either whatever resources he could find. You know, he was just pl- like grabbing uh, uh, any resources from either mm-hmm. his old stash. Or from oh. whatever he could find along the way. Oh, that oh. that anger. Yes. He's not a oh, machine. So... I love that. No. Like, he's so pissed he... he's still here. Yes. And also... It's like... Uh... And also, there are so many aspects of the old world that he has scattered. Like, how yeah. influential was he? Very, actually. Because uh, apparently all of them greet him as Mr. Vic. It's been a long time. Right, yeah. Like, it just adds to his mis- like his own mystery. Or you his know. reputation, rather. Yeah, playing again um, at, at, at this whole shadow underworld that we don't really know. This history that we don't really know. But it keeps on getting bumped up, echoing those first initial lines of the, the uncle. Or whatever he oh, was. Man, dude. Look at those establishing shots. Uh huh. Good shit. Um, but uh, uh yeah, uh, like it's it, it's the, the, all the, the him like building up, like getting full resources, and you can see the full extent of services, like uh, with weapons and armor and tailor and uh, <clears throat> all and you know map designers and people in the know. Like when you get to see all that in a preparation for an assassin, like. Hell fucking yes. Also, specifically in Rome. So you have to imagine he has this in a lot of other places. This is one place. Also, we got to point out Franco Nero. Oh, yeah. Hang on. Hell yeah. I got to respect this line. This is such a... Oh. (laughs) Are you here for the Pope? Oh, my God. Just the weight of those words... Yeah, and, and how they acted that out. Oh my god! Yeah, because it's like holy shit. You, 
that's when you realize like uh, all the shady shit that uh, the Vatican City's been uh, accused of over the years. Like you finally get that little that little seep into that. You know, it's really fucking cool. Right, and it. like okay, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, I love this. Hell yes. And I also love the fact that, you know, you intercut it uh, with three different locations. Yeah. You have the tailor, you have the map maker, and you have the uh, the armorer. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you actually recognize the, uh, the uh, 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 what was it? Um, the uh, the armorer. Uh, it's the, oh, his, uh, the, boys, the same... his voice can butter my bread any day. Well, he's the uh, the <laughs> if you recognize he's uh 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 Pete, yeah, uh, in Shaun of the Dead. Yep, 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 yep. Uh oh, God, I love this. Oh, oh. This guy. good afternoon. <laughs> and oh, that's I love I, the taste. The tasting. I well, like the it's whole a fucking armor set. Yeah, is like a meal. Yes, like and for dessert, like. Also, do you notice that liquor bottles are everywhere? As they should All be. All lit beautifully. That would be the Heckler Notch. The Heckler and Knock uh, weapons. Hell yeah. But, uh, you know, the uh, the tailor? The, uh, he's actually the costume designer for the movie. Are you kidding me? No. This is why we're friends, Tim. You tell me things like this, and I just get really excited. Oh, this is one of my favorite lines here. With, uh, uh what was it? The, uh, the lining? Uh-huh. <laughs> I gotta tell you, one oh, of my favorite yeah. lines is the for dessert, and when he t- describes the cutlery. Oh, ha, ha. Yes. We'll get to there. We'll yes. get to there. Robust. Precise. Yeah. Oh, I love it so I can't stop geeking out about that. I this is like Oh, this this is my favorite one of my favorite lines. The the, the what about the lining? Mm, tactical. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is just assassin porn right here. Well, I well, the, <laughs> what makes this work though is that all three of these gentlemen act out their characters with such passion that you believe they spent their whole life studying this stuff up. Yep. This is what they do, and they are damn good at it to a point of artistry. <laughs> I love that. Mm-hmm. Gotta give him a bulletproof suit, cause you know we we're gonna be taking a lot more shots at John Wick now, cause so they needed a lot, like they needed John Wick to take a lot more bullets, so they gave him an armored suit, of course. <laughs> now this shotgun, oh my god, what he does with this shotgun, holy shit, like it, it that's how you, that's how you <sighs> fuck with a gun. Yes. Oh! <laughs> Look how much pride he has in that that line. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's a gourmet. It, 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 this is literally a gourmet feasting of weapons. As a thing, for an he assassin. just throws it away like a throwaway line. Like you, badass. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? The finest cutlery here, sir. Oh, 
All freshly stoned. Duh! Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Honestly, if I were any one of those characters, I'd die happy. That's fine. Just I <laughs> know, right? The professionalism okay, I, on point. If I if I ever wind up making an action movie, because I've always wanted to make like a real like great fun action movie thriller, <sighs> I will be sure to cast you in one of those bit roles. Oh, thank God! I just want to geek out <laughs> over weapons or something. I don't care. <laughs> you know what else it makes me think of now? Guns. Lots of guns. Well, he does have those. And uh, he also has the <laughs> finest cutlery. Yes, he does. Keeps <laughs> that shit. It's... Oh, dude, the shotgun belt. Like, dude, what he does with this shotgun astounds me as a performer. He also slicked his hair back because he's going to a party. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> he is you know, there you, to I impress. We, <laughs> I think we mentioned it in the last, uh, the last one. Uh, he, it's kind of amazing that he goes with the choice of like a long hair. Like you'd mm -hmm. think you want to keep it either really short so it doesn't get in your face when you're fighting or well, when you're shooting or anything. He was retired. You know? True. And I, yes, I think we yes. made that point too. Like, yes, technically and tactically, short hair is better. But he was retired and really didn't have a whole lot of time to prep himself either. So I think the slick back look, if I'm thinking as an assassin which i'm not but i i write sometimes and in, in, in my yeah. own own little bs world but if i don't have much to go on and i can't tie it back i'm at least going to slick it back best i can so it stays mostly out of the way yeah i i guess i probably would have uh uh just tried to give it a like there's got to be an assassin barber somewhere <laughs> yeah but also do you really think you could tell keanu reeves to get a haircut Probably not. And you got to stick to that trademark John Wick look. Like, I can imagine, yeah. like, the hairdresser's like, all right, we're stuck with long hair. That's kind of his trademark thing with his black, dark suits. We're just going to go with it. Fuck it. <laughs> we're going to make it work. Oh, I love the uh, the aqua blues of the... the well, he did this last underneath. movie, too. Yeah. Oh, and... Yes. Claudia Gerani... Love that <gasps> dress, dude. Yeah, well, the they do a really good job. Greens. They do a really good job of making parallels in 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 both the movies so far, of where, versus mm -hmm. the life that he wants, which is more or less in daylight, versus the life that he is born and bred from which is this nightlife and you know you could see how at home he is in the dark but how much he loves light you know yeah. and i think that's an artistic choice and a writing choice that i really really adore i just really love the color in the, okay, the tunnels Tim, we'll here go your because way. <laughs> well, no 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 just be no because like I, it makes me think of like this underwater like ancient sewer kind of tunnel mm-hmm Fair. I think, yeah. Uh, w yeah, I think uh, one of the the lighting technicians was just playing around there for a little while and just trying to figure out what color to go with, and he went with this aqua green kind of color to give it an underwater look. Um, oh, and the uh, the the performers up on stage, yeah, those are the composers for the uh, the, the the movie. You stop it. <laughs> oh no, yeah, it's fun. Like uh, I think, um, oh, what's uh, Tyler Bates? Who did? Who's done lots of music? Like, uh, 
like one just right off the top of my head, like he did the the actual score for Zack Snyder's Watchmen. Um, oh. He's actually the, the the guitarist up on stage with the the crazy tacky white hair. Um, but yeah, they got uh, the actual <sighs> musicians me. for the movie to to appear in the movie, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, the the guy with the violin, uh, that's uh, that's Tyler Bates. <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. right. Ugh. I love the uh, the 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 power that coat gives her. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not just the coat; it's the way that she walks as well. Like, yeah. there's a posture she's, to it. She's got presence, man. Yes. Well, brilliant casting. Mm-hmm. Also love the uh, the the interior of like the underground tunnel sets, or this this whole area. And that's the end of that plot point. Well, I think it says something that both of us shut up when we were t- when she was talking. <laughs> yeah, it does though. It really does. Like you, when this woman speaks, you kind of want to listen. Yeah, I do. I I do. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> it's so petite. And I think that's the correct word, and yet powerful. Yeah. And and, and I also again, love how these. <clears throat> I love how all of these uh, candles are already lit for her, <laughs> and a bath is already drawn. But then uh... <laughs> we got this great moment here. Uh huh. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Well done. <laughs> he just batman everyone fucking knows him i love that yep everyone knows the john wick and i also love the fact okay first off i love the little citizen kane reference with the mirrors uh-huh. That's 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 lovely little little detail. Um oh. That's great. Uh-huh. But I love the fact that as soon as he pops up on her radar, she knows she's going to die. Uh-huh. <laughs> Oh, 
oh man, she just knows him. Like powerful lines. Yeah. And it's really interesting, like, even though she, because she already knows she's going to die, mm-hmm. but she still holds so much power in this scene. Mm-hmm. Because even, because I think, uh, like, it, or at least as the scene plays out, to me, it feels like, yeah, John Wick does win in the end, but the win feels like a humiliation almost. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd imagine John Wick would just kind of say, well, he's like, yeah, that's your guys' business, not mine, because once I'm done with this, I'm out, out. I also like the presence of her as well. Like, well, if I'm going to die, I'm going to do it the way I want to. I'm still in command here. Yeah. Like, yeah. what a fantastic show of pride, almost. Yeah, And you know what's crazy? She's in this movie for maybe 10 minutes. <laughs> and yet she still leaves a really good impact on uh-huh. this. And I also love the fact that uh, the, the, blade wa- uh, the blade that she slices her wrists with are uh what held her hair in yeah that's actually pretty cool like you can just imagine if someone ever were to show up she'd just take it out of her hair and go right to the heart oh oh god this is really important this is really important because Hang on, I don't want to spoil the line. Yeah. Dude, I love the how the yes. 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 She knows she really she's going to die. It. Yeah. She yep. knows she's going to die one way or another. So she's going to do it Might her as well. way. Oh, I love the imagery of that. But I love when the blood starts pouring down her body and down her chest. Mm-hmm. Uh, it actually looks like there's a red dress forming around her. Mm-hmm. But the imagery of the, the, the blood in the water. Oh, it's so good. Well, I think it's this lovely blend of inevitability, but also taking control. So she views John as this emissary of death, as she had said earlier but as Mm -hmm. also a friend. So let's do this in the most respectful way possible. I am no, you know, I'm no one's bitch, obviously. And like, like I said, this was a really well-written short character and portrayed perfectly. And, and I love how he he even uh, has the sympathy to hold her hand as she dies. Well, he's never been cruel, you know, Yes, first one no, was vengeance. No, exactly. This is the only. Um, of course, now he still has to put a bullet in the head because that's literally his job. Right. That's literally as he 
not as a uh, 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 a sign of respect to her, but it's to his job. Mm -hmm. So, and then we have this awesome beat. So we had last time we had the uh, the nightclub sequence and amazing music by uh, uh, the film's musicians, uh, La Castlevania, I think it's called. Um, but now we get like a full concert. And then that goes straight into the uh, the underground tunnels. Oh, I love this character. When two professionals mm -hmm. that are so fucking focused and so dedicated to their jobs <laughs> that they almost become equals in that matter. And it's even present right here in the framing where... Uh, it, where they, where anytime they're uh, they cut back and forth, it's always as equals. <laughs> Get back up. But if you look at the trans, like the transcripts of their lines, it really doesn't say much at all. At all, actually. No. And so it's all in the performance. Yes, exactly what I was getting at. Oh shit, yeah. Jump up onto the stage. <laughs> and I love the fact that the, the crowd is just so worked up. Well, they think it's just he just kills a man on the stage. I hate how <laughs> exactly. people are just... in mass, but that's exactly what would happen if you thought it was a performance. Yep. <laughs> yep. Like they were they are just like, Yeah! Do it again. <laughs> God damn. One, two. He double taps amazingly. Right? Boom, boom. Jesus. <laughs> but his reloads, do you see that? You blink and you'll miss it. He just flicks that mag out and reloads and pops it back in. Yep. Like, God damn. Right there again, too. Damn. Oh, like they showed oh, it a God. lot in the first movie and you were impressed. Yeah. But this one, they really, really just... He always finishes. Always. Yep. <laughs> Period. One oh, bullet to geez. stop, one bullet to end. Good God. And I love the fact that they're really playing around with the Rorschach splat blood splatters on uh -huh. the, uh, the, yeah, the wall. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's just... Oh, shit, yeah. Now we're going to the tunnels. Oh shit, I am so fired. <laughs> but you could tell how much passion these guys have for their job. Like it, it wasn't yeah, just no, a job totally. to the guy. Like he cared. He gave a damn. He was you know, and I love that. Yep. <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> he has to tap the bullets out. God damn. Okay. So we were mentioned that he was so as good as his uh, his pistol play was being on uh, being put out on display. Now it's time for the big guns. Yeah. Uh, well, I wanted to say this earlier, but I really like that this movie doesn't forget about reloading. In fact, it doesn't forget to the point where they show it in an impressive manner. Like they don't just show, oh, he reloads, so he has more bullets. So he's in, so he's not in the nineteen eighties. You know, let's see how fast we can make them reload. Right. 
and the style and the fluidity, man. <laughs> sure, just one. <laughs> There's a shitload of them. She said one with the middle finger. I want to point that out. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I fucking love that. <laughs> He's running away and shooting, and it's amazing. Also, not really missing. Not a whole lot. No. 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 For running away and shooting from behind in the dark, he's doing phenomenally well. well. Maybe, and this is just spitballing here, but you shouldn't lead with a fucking flashlight and just get used to (laughs) (laughs) That is fair. Oh, here we go. Fuck me. He is just pressing. And I love how he's grappling the guy and just to, to, we got the reload and he's back again and he's still got the guy on there and then boom. Yeah. Jesus. Okay. Watch this, this reload here. (laughs) He has to pull out the pistol just to keep going. And then boom. And he goes again. God. Ooh, hit in the back. Can you imagine the discipline to keep counting your rounds so you know when to reload? I'm sorry, I was focused, but what? (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. But the, uh, the, the discipline that you have to have in order to count your shots in order to know when to reload. While also getting hit a couple of times, too. It, you know, like the tailor said, it may not pierce, but it's gonna hurt. All right, the shotgun. Jesus Christ. All right, now this. This is something I'd never seen in an action movie being done. Reloading Ooh. like a sport. Jesus. But the 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 uh, the, the sport reloads where you're yeah. shoving in multiple rounds at a at a time to get faster oh. reloads. I've only Whoa. seen damn. <laughs> Oh, don't do it. Don't do <laughs> get it. Get down. Get don't down. Don't do it. Oh, God. Jesus. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, I feel like we're geeking out way more this time than the last time. I just. <laughs> I know, right? It's fucking great. Grapples another guy. Shoot. Shoot. In the face. Oh All right, god! Here we go back to the reloads, and and I also love the ghost, uh, or the ghost load on the side that he has. Yeah. Boom. 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 Jesus. Ghost load, and he's out. Jesus. Okay, so one one other thing, I'm like now. Okay, so he's gotten through like. 50 guys easily um you know roughly i'm almost curious i'm just almost curious why doesn't he take a little bit extra ammo or one of the bigger guns Uh, i guess press for time i don't know (laughs) either way she's like god damn you people are useless (laughs) 
But at the same time, it's like, well, it is John Wick, so. Yeah, you'd have to imagine that you, in general, don't send amateurs. No, no, no. <laughs> Not at all. And spe- But in speaking of non-amateurs, uh, wait for it. Wait for it. <laughs> there it is. You killed you killed my client. Prepare to die. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Great rolling shot too, pre- by the way. Oh yeah, no, totally. But uh I, I kinda love how their relationship is almost like or at least their their style of fighting can almost be seen as like the most intense game of tag you've ever seen in your life. It's like tag with chess with punches like... and bullets. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Ooh. Ow, 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 ow. There's so many okay, stairs. Uh... Yeah, <laughs> I believe that was the only, uh, that along with the uh, the the, the taxicab hit. Uh, I believe that was uh, uh, him falling down the stairs was uh, the only uh, bit that Keanu Reeves did not do himself. There's so many stairs. But, uh, <coughs> yeah, I mean the dude is like in his mid fifties. He can do a lot, but can't can't always do everything. Which I'm I'm really glad that he has the uh, humility to right. Oh God, to to know when he needs to have the uh, the professionals take over. Yeah, sometimes Tom oh, Cruise God. is not what you need. Yeah, no kidding. Isn't it? it, it, it uh, I hear he's taking Mission Impossible to space. <laughs> I I stop caring. <laughs> God, this is so well choreographed. I know. And it just keeps going. You don't you'd almost get tired of watching it, but the fact that it's so well choreographed and so well shot, it's like, you know what? No, you keep going. Oh. Pull the knife out. Oh wait, no, the reload. Yeah. And I do love what actually makes them stop. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> this is continental grounds. <laughs> no fighting in the lobby. <laughs> yes, father. <laughs> yeah goddamn right (laughs) i love the fact that they know each other's uh drink preferences 
Well, again, they're professionals through and through. But can I just say, yes. again, the command that the Continental has yes. is nothing short of astounding. And even people as respected as these two gentlemen, John Wick, the movie, you still don't fuck with the Continental without knowing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. If you really want to uh, break the rules... You got to be prepared to go to war right. or get shot in the face. Right. That's the only two uh, options when you uh, break the rules. So you better have a fucking good reason, and you better have a fucking good uh, backup plan for what you're about to do. Or be willing to accept Thankfully, the consequences. John Wick has. Yes. But I do like the fact that they just kind of get to sit mm-hmm. sit down as quiet gentlemen, even though both of them are kind of seething <laughs> underneath, especially with uh, um, this guy. Uh, I forget his name. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I really love the, that they get to have just like a little bit of a quiet moment. Mm-hmm. You know, when they're not just sizing each other up and trying to, Beat the living shit out of each other. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh, don't worry. When I kill you, I'll make it nice and quick and clean. (laughs) That's professionalism right there. Oh, yeah. I imagine, uh, so he's probably been, he said he drinks gin and Wick goes for uh, bourbon. I imagine this guy will go straight Bombay. He's got a lemon in there too. I wonder what kind of bourbon uh, John Wick drinks. God, I want to know. No, I don't because I'm pretty sure I can't afford it. (laughs) (laughs) You know... Hi, Ruby Rose. I almost... Uh... <laughs> yes. Always. Please. Every, any time. I Rose, genuinely please. forgot what I was going drink. to say. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Rejected. Yep. So close, but so far away. I hate that I am. I now. I don't. Oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) What were you going to say? No, spit it out. That. that, She's really hot. Yeah, we're all thinking it. Come and on. I would not have the wherewithal as Mr. Wick. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, though, I'm pretty sure she would just like, I'm pretty sure she could put you to shame drinking wise. Yeah, that's fine. And just kill you in your sleep. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> There's nothing you've said that I'm not okay with. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fine. Uh, this is fine. This is how I die. Uh, I'm okay with this. Well, you know, here. Okay, here's what I was going to say. I remember it now. In that mm-hmm. whole conversation between those two professionals, John didn't spill the beans as to the marker, the why. Yes. Which yes. may have made yeah. a difference, but professionalism. Professionalism. Like, not because... to reveal his client's motives. Yeah. Right. And I think had he, if he, you know, would he have, it would have breached a character, sure. But I almost imagine that the other guy would have just melted, you know? Yeah. Especially knowing who was behind it. Right. Yeah. Oh, I love that shot. Such a twat. Statues in the background. (laughs) (laughs) He really is. Oh, these ladies. The fact that it's all old school. And the fact that all these uh, these women are clearly, like, ex-prisoners, because they've got all these crazy prison tats. Uh-huh. Like, love that. Man, to go back on your word like this, man, that's not cool. T W A T. Like we all knew he was a jackass when he knocked on or yep. when he rang the doorbell. Yep. But I will say this, it does make for a really awesome second act. Because oh, yeah. uh the shootout and like okay so we already had like a spectacular amazing shootout in mm-hmm. the, uh, the the tunnels there mm-hmm. now we're gonna get one in an art gallery and oh my god if they didn't top it <laughs> it's like uh i think uh, uh something that uh, like honest trailers pointed out for the first john wick movie like we have we have like all these great action sequences that build and then it just winds up him shooting uh uh the kid who killed his dog in the face and there's and the big climax is and it is a a fight with an old man in the rain right like, it's like huh kind of it kind of feels like you blew your budget on that nightclub sequence whereas here they the the uh the progression is built a little bit more naturally because the final big third act fight is literally the best of the whole movie which rightly so it should be mm-hmm boy oh yeah they got the this guy here the the oh i forget his i forget his name but i do know that he actually was a uh a former sumo wrestler in uh uh, oh that's awesome uh, in japan yeah Dude, don't press him. Don't press him. (laughs) 
You know what I just realized with the use of candles in this movie? Hmm. It makes me think of like those classic Catholic uh, uh, mm-hmm. um, churches in like, you know, uh, all over Europe, particularly in France. Um, but uh, yeah, it makes me think of all of the, uh, uh, the, the Catholic sanctuaries and the churches. Mm-hmm. Very appropriate. for the podcast i love that we both just giggled (laughs) (laughs) well that's the whole idea for the show right kind of like you know i I always kind of imagine like especially for the versus episodes where you know one person has an opinion of the movie uh, than the other. It's kind of like seeing Siskel and Ebert argue about the movie in real time. <laughs> but every once in a while, it's just a great way to, for you to geek also, out with a movie. The quickness of that particular. Yeah. Good Lord. Now I could be wrong. I'm 90% sure I read that, that uh, the, the lady with the violin I believe that was Stad Chad Stahulski's wife. I think. I correct me. Jesus. People out there can correct me. I know, right? Like the fact that they got a fucking ju- big ass sumo wrestler. But I think I like, like this. Oh hell it's, yeah! It's a cutscene. Ah ah! They're all yeah cut yeah because yes because that's uh, and the fact that they're cut out of order. As yeah. You can see. Because uh, there, there's three fights. There's the one with the uh, uh, the sumo guy. There's the one with the lady. And then there's these two assassins that are going to be coming up. Right. Um, and the fact that it's all out of order and they intercut it, it's not just like a, a, a boring thing where it's like Ooh. one fight, one fight, one fight. But yeah, that was really na- crazy. Oh! But yeah, it, it, it keeps the pace a little bit uh, more on uh-huh. your edge because... If it's just one fight, then one fight, then one fight, it becomes episodic and kind of boring, and it slows the movie down. But when you intercut, um, and, and you do it hey, without the pencil, the pencil, the pencil, the pencil, the pencil. Yes, yes. Oh God! Oh God! Oh! Ah! Da! Da! <laughs> oh God! Two! And then ah! Also, oh, I want to point out it God. was not three men with the pencil, but only two. His showing yeah. pat time has passed. Oh, in the head. Damn. It's a rough Damn. night. I know, right? Jesus. He's got nothing on the Joker. Well, that was just surprise. Oh, in all fairness. Yeah. Oh, I. Uh, I love this. He has to put another round in his head. Jesus. Like, he did, clearly shot the guy in the head, like, right down. And he had to put another round in. He's a big boy. He's a tough cookie. But, but, yeah, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but still. Uh, <laughs> I have some questions. <laughs> He's just a tough cookie. I just love that little, uh, that little anecdote because I thought that was a really great character bit where he had to put another round in the head oh sizing him up 
And he's got to wait for the... Now, I don't actually like that scene. Because there's no way that those two professionals would shoot blindly in a group of people. Yeah, a little bit. I didn't now, like that. This, however, is... Uh, this moment coming up, though, the fact that he's covered in blood and clearly is, like, hiding a pistol and that they don't know him is fucking hilarious. Uh, th this part right here. This is the part where both of the actors are like, this feels weird, this feels wrong and stupid, this will never work. They're like, just just do it. <laughs> it becomes this stupid game of <laughs> of tag. And they're so pissed that they can't get it. <laughs> like, God damn it, I fucking... <laughs> But uh, I think they're just making fun of New York culture. Yeah, where like you could literally have a gunfight in the middle of this, uh, in the middle oh. of the subway, and no one would give a shit. Jesus. And I know that's not how silencers work, but part. Hang on. Oh. Yep. 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 Yep, yep. Yep. So I know how that's not how silencers work. Yeah. However. I'm not going to lie. I kind of love how movies generally assume <laughs> that it does that way. It does yeah. add for well, some story. <laughs> that that little announcement, be sure to pro be sure to report any suspicious activity. <laughs> like, <laughs> they, like that's when you're like they know exactly what they're doing, <laughs> the filmmakers. Well, here's the other thing that I like about these two characters. If they fight each other, it's always going to be professional. Like, they want to win the yes. right way. It's not going to catch the other person while they're down. It's not going to be, mm -hmm. you know, like, because he no could have taken him out. Could have. Yeah, but there's no sport in that. Who wants that? No, he wants to win at his <laughs> best. I like yep. that against these two characters. Yep. But again, I just love the fact that no one really seems to notice like there's like a pistol and gunfight going on around here. But that's literally just New York culture. And I think uh, I think it was when they were making the first one because they were filming on location in New York. Um, of course they, they were. The, I think one of the uh, well, one of the, uh, the, the, the the guys who were setting up the lights, uh, he actually tripped and fell and literally someone like walked right on top of him without even noticing and they help the poor guy up and they're like jesus christ you could have a gunfight out here and no one would notice yeah. so they decided no, to run with like that. they decided to run with that you're not wrong when i was there my friend made fun of me almost constantly because i was raised midwest and so like i would give up my seat or say excuse me people looked at me like i was an alien and <laughs> yeah my in the city minding your own business is a science oh yeah Oh yeah. Uh huh. Knife fight. No more, Mister Knife Guy. Come on. Oh jeez, the power. The tension too. Is amazing. Oh God. And I love how the people are just like, kind of like. Oh, well, it could be a fucking street performance for all they know. They've seen it all. Yeah, it's it's the New York subway. Yeah, this this ain't the uh, the the London tunnel or uh, the London tube. It's like this all you got. I saw a mariachi band just this morning. What you got? That's right. 
That's right. <laughs> Fun fact, real thing. I also saw one of those. <laughs> I love these kind of fights as well because these kind of fights illustrate differences in um terrain. Professional oh. fighters oh. use the terrain that they have. Oh. Oh. Ooh. And of course, I love how surgical John Wick is. Oh. <laughs> People are just like, nope. This is not a performance. Uh, I, I, yeah. Something I just noticed. Uh, about that uh right in between those lines you could hear the announcer you have reached the end of the line that's that's really good that's that's really good oh shit garbage men Again, no one notices the pistol. No, they don't have time to notice. But yeah, no. Tim. Here's the the yeah, but no. Here's the uh, the the homeless guy that I I could I swear I saw earlier when right before he went out to the uh, uh, the um the art museum. And you know what? I also love that. How, now I could be totally wrong, but this feels like a, a Sherlock reference with his homeless network. Uh huh. Yeah. I love how quick he is with this draw. Jeez. <laughs> Damn. Two shots show out of nowhere. Two bodies. Right? Like, I don't want to fuck with that homeless dude either. <laughs> no. Nah. Hell no. Nah. Hell, who knows? Maybe he might not even be homeless. Oh, I'm sure he's not. <laughs> he the... practiced. <laughs> Actually, I would not be surprised if he was homeless, but it's by choice. Like, he's so of the street that he must stay on the street constantly. We should have a side movie of just the homeless man. <laughs> <laughs> and the you know, badass. I was, okay, the, the, uh, just how prominent he was. Because, like, he had such presence in that role. Like, you know, he shows up towards the end and whatnot. But uh, I feel like he... Uh, I, I thought he was going to show up in John Wick 3. He didn't. And I was a little, a little disappointed. Well, I love that, that could Jesus be regional. saves. That could be regional. The Jesus saves bit bit there. Oh yeah. But uh that's real Matrix. Uh that that actually feels like some production of the Matrix. Um but uh yeah, speaking of uh the Matrix, we got someone kind of big coming up. Well I remember this bit. Oh yeah. Yeah boy. I love that shot with the uh, the, the water and the reflection. Mm-hmm. But now, if you don't believe it, it's the man himself. Say it with me now, Morpheus, Morpheus, 
Morpheus. I thought Morpheus. that was beautiful. I really Morpheus. did. I was like, first time I watched this, I was like, you're fucking me. You're fucking right now. Right. Is what you're doing. <laughs> Hell yeah. The man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> yes. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> I it's, I was hoping that Carrie Ann Moss would uh, show up somewhere along the line, but so he didn't show. She didn't show up in uh, part three, but I'm I'm still holding out for uh, Carrie Ann Moss to show up and just have the trio reunite. Uh huh. <laughs> Fucking hell! I love the the character of the Bowery King. <laughs> Baba Yaga. There's so many backhanded Morpheus references. I so know, right? Many. I also love the his motif with the pigeons. Like yes. he uses that as his network. Like that's just so friggin' perfect. It's it kind of reminds me of uh, uh, Samuel L. Jackson's character in um, uh, uh, Kingsman, <laughs> where he's like there. Nobody can hack into this shit. Yeah. I am the one. <laughs> he is the one. <laughs> Damn, yeah. Actually, that's kind of brilliant. Using a uh, the homeless shelters as his base. Oh yeah, that's yeah, actually much, kind of brilliant. How much attention do you pay to a dude in the corner? You purposely ignore them, actually, sometimes. Yes. Oh no, hiding in silk. plain sight at its best. Uh huh. Yeah, the silk robe. Love it. King of the streets. Dude, like, uh, the weird religious kind of stuff and decorative stuff, it feels, along with, like, the green paint job, it feels so Matrix. Like, you know that 
Stahalski is taking note was taking notes the entire time the Wachowskis were working on those movies. <laughs> They even give him a fucking throne to sit in or his desk. <laughs> Jesus. He's like, bring it, bitch. say i i'd like seven million dollars a choice (laughs) blue pill oh that's such a good one yeah what's it gonna be morpheus blue pill or red pill <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh yeah. Seven round. Yeah. I really do love that pistol actually. <laughs> that's beautiful poetry uh-huh and so different from the first armoring yeah i actually love the uh the the, the fuck you load uh-huh. <laughs> there just that little extra oh shit his descent into hell begins and now we go back to the art gallery oh man i honestly wish i thought of using an art gallery as a uh, a setting for an action sequence not just you know like uh, kung fu or martial arts or sword play or blade pl- or knife play or anything like that but the fact that they have their trademark gun foo right to go into it fucking yeah also really love the uh, the floor tiling the 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 kind of cracked mirrors nice little little foreshadowing there i think Also, it's really great to see John Wick kind of fighting uphill for this one because, mm-hmm. as we saw last last time, we had like a whole bitchin' sequence of him gearing up for his assassin, his little assassin job. Now all he has is one pistol and seven rounds. That's all he's got. That in a bulletproof suit. Well, you know what else? Yeah, it's cool. But you know what? It's John Wick. He can make. He he can make it work with just seven rounds.
That's not awkward. Oh, <laughs> got a little bit of a high noon kind of thing going on right now. Draw. <laughs> How do you even see that many people going for you that quickly? Take his gun. Damn. But yeah, also they uh, got the right amount of rounds. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Uh huh. And see, now he takes weapons and ammunition. Oh man, that fucking load. Okay, another really great thing I love about this sequence, uh, but the, the fact that it's actually a little bit better than the last one. Uh, outside of the Rorschach blood on the wall, they don't really uh, damage any of the artwork. How respectful is that? <laughs> like all the statues, they're hardly getting they're hardly getting touched at all in this whole sequence. Oh, kneecap. In the face. In the face. <laughs> Jesus oh. Christ. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, they're really only damaging, like, actual pillars. Not... <laughs> P pillars, walls, and heads. Yeah. Lots of headshots. Well, so many headshots. <laughs> but otherwise, it's like, dude, that I just love the the idea that these guys have such a respect for the artwork that they won't mess it up other than get a little bit of blood on it. <laughs> and when you're Jesus out of ammo, Christ. you just, <laughs> just fucking toss it. it at people. <laughs> God ah. damn. Look, and this, look at this. It hasn't cut. I know. This wide shot has not cut yet. It's great. Jesus. Damn. Underarm. That was amazing. The, the, they, they, not just like the, the boom, boom, boom in the head and then under, but it goes under arm and then into the face. That's great. One, two, one, two. Shit. Yep. <laughs> Man, look at all those bloody Rorschachs. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Jesus Christ. Ooh, also, gun-specific ammo. Oh. Yeah. Yes. Again, attention yeah, to I detail that, that I don't think you would actually miss otherwise, but you definitely notice when they use it. Yep. And I love the fuck you, mag check. Yeah. <laughs> All right, now this is the moment where I'm like, hell yes. We're getting oh. full mirrors. Like, oh my god, they're doing Enter the Dragon. They're doing fucking Enter the Dragon, and I'm fucking here for it. Because <laughs> I, I knew as soon as they were going to do the mirror, they, they were doing the mirrors, I'm like, oh my god, they're doing Enter the Dragon. It's so obvious, but I don't care because this is, this is amazing. And especially the fact that, you know, they're able to remove the camera in post. Right. Um, they can get away with a lot more crazy angles because, that, you know, back in like, uh, the 70s when Bruce Lee was doing this kind of stuff, uh, they had to rely on very uh, careful camera tricks in order to not show up in the mirrors. Here, now you can just kind of go fucking crazy. I guess the only criticism I have about this series is I wish it didn't have as much handheld as it does. I wouldn't mind just a little bit more steady angles, you know? Yeah, I don't. I don't think I've really. 
I'm of the type of viewer that just kind of accepts it as I go, so I kind of ignore that as much as I can. That's fair. I'm just, uh, as a former cameraman, I can see right. that, though. Right. I like to keep the, the camera work very motivated. Um, but I do like the motivation in this sequence, the fact that um, uh, he, he uh, John Wick's point of view, most of the angles are very steady. Yeah. Whereas uh, he, uh, the other guy, on the other hand, it's usually handheld, as you can see, a little bit un more unsteady. Which yeah. Kind of gives me the uh, the whole, you know, subconsciously telling you that John Wick has a little bit more power in this. Focus. So. He has more focus. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. His his shots are slightly more unsteady than than John's care uh, shots. Well, and it's like also that. it's it's calming when you go back to John. Like there there's yes. there's confidence to it. Damn. Oh, man. <laughs> God, can you imagine, like, checking your corners in a place like this? Nope. Not one bit. <laughs> Oh, those shots are look so amazing. I really got to give it to the uh, the digital artist that had to remove all the cameras all right. and all of that shit. Because if you for, if you miss one of them, it kind of ruins the shot. Also, can we talk about how good this random ass gunman is? Like he took yes. a while. <laughs> <laughs> Well, to be fair, the area is kind of disorienting. And I love the fact that they get to really play around with the camera in an environment like this. Yeah. This is just they, gorgeous to look at. They had at. a ball doing it. Oh, man. Like, kudos to the production designer. Because this is amazing. The fact that as a production designer, you get to design an art gallery of mirrors oh man work and along with the uh, the cameraman the fact that you know it's going to be out digital later like that'll be a great <laughs> yeah one of the few shots, as cool as it is, that I call bullshit. Because how did you know he was there? Fuck you, he's John Wick. That's why. Right, no, I get it. <laughs> I get Get him. Get him. Get him. He's got a gun on his hip. Get it. There you go. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Also, can you really, because that's the second time he's grappled a man with his foot, uh, with his foot very close to his head, and yet he still made an expert headshot without shooting himself in the foot. Well, 
I feel like if I had tried that, I would have shot myself in the foot by accident. Like, I would have killed the guy, too, but nah. Love that shot. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, that was on purpose. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Ah, oh, step on me, Ruby Rose. <laughs> step on Care me. Careful, Timmy. <laughs> also, what a badass. Right? Oh. Jesus. She's still got the, the blade, but... Ooh. Ooh. Ah! Oh, motherfucker. So you notice she got him in the same spot that uh, he got the guy in the subway in? Uh-huh. The same spot in the heart? He pulled the blade out. And she knows it. <laughs> she knows exactly the kind of wound that she that he made. <laughs> oh, oh it's such yeah. a good shot. Yeah. The way they do oh, it's so good. You can't tell if it's a POV or not, and I love it. I'm just a little sad that Ruby Rose's character is gone now because I would have loved to see her do some more in John Wick 3. Although, to be fair, they introduce another really great female character. or Not necessarily female because uh, it's actually uh, played by a non-binary act uh, actor. Uh, and her character also can be interpreted as non-binary. But regardless... That character is just as fucking awesome <laughs> in John Wick 3. I'm going to have to send you a copy sometime. <laughs> you are just a child playing with fire. What? A <laughs> boss. Right. Hi. <laughs> Is the doctor in? Oh, wait, no, he's not even... He's sidestepping the doctor altogether. I'm waiting. I don't want to see this fucker right now. I hate the fact that he knows. Like, haha, you can't touch me, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, he's definitely gloating. Which makes it so horribly satisfying. You know what's really poetic? I, if I'm correct, I believe he only has one bullet in that gun. Oh, we'd have to watch it again and count. Shit. Yep. Yep. Oh, fucking twat. 
I know. Oh, and the worst part is poor Winston here in the background. Fucking He's like, don't fucking do Begging. it. Don't fucking do it. Please just, just walk away. Just shut your fucking mouth. And he's gone. <sighs> yeah, I was right. There was only one bullet in that thing. Slides back. Oh, shit. <laughs> you know, it begs the question. Had he not acted like such a cocky twat. Good dog. So you were saying? <laughs> nope, that's about the fact it. that he wasn't. Like, okay. I almost wonder if he could have been talked to if he wasn't such an arrogant twat. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. Oh, fucking hell. This is so depressing. Mm -hmm. Again, it do it's not enough the fact that his house is just a pile of rubble, of charred rubble, but it has to be fucking pouring rain, too. Well, it's so symbolic of the life that he want. like I said before, the life he wanted versus the life he's in, you know? Yeah. I get. Well, I, I just love how the rain just adds so much to his sadness and despair because you know like i said earlier in the movie it wasn't enough for uh him to come home to to his uh uh with his wrecked car uh it had to be pissing rain as well just mm -hmm. to bring in the sadness of it and he just sits in a charred chair yeah, that sounds about right. Jesus. Like, I think the important thing movie-wise and story-wise about this is, you know, like I, like I was talking about in the beginning of the movie, the mm -hmm. first movie was all about his vengeance. And this second one is almost like an entire finger to his way of life. Yeah. I can almost see that uh, how this movie is kind of because I I think like they were trying to go with this whole idea of the whole series is like each movie represents the five stages of loss. I feel like this is guilt, like he's guilty of going back in. He's being guilt tripped to stay in. Uh, in in that in that respect, so. You sure it wouldn't be yeah, anger? We'll no, three is definitely anger. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Either that or that's what's four or what four is gonna be. <laughs> we'll have to make a synopsis movie once all five are done. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, if uh 
uh, lockdown doesn't completely kill all of Hollywood. Well, it can't. We'll go insane. Yeah. We had a really great run, movies. Now let's <laughs> never make any more again. Oh, what a horrible world. I love how they have the balloons to spice up the <laughs> the monochromatic frame. I really wonder if uh, when John got home, he realized, or I wonder if he was kind of formulating a plan. Yeah. Whether or not to, whether just to end it all or to be ret to prepare for a war. And I don't, and actually now that I'm watching it right here and right now, I feel like uh, he was considering just offing himself. Just because he knew he they were coming for him. Oh. oh, yeah, that was... What a powerful move. That was scary. Dear God. <laughs> <laughs> so because many assassins. I, because I deemed it not to be. What? Ha! Huh. I'm... <laughs> Gia. <laughs> but what i really think love is like i think it was now that i'm watching this again uh i think it was right here where he was like fuck it i'm going to war <laughs> all because some little twat took his car and killed his dog yep like i said it's this whole series is just john wick having the worst like couple of weeks <laughs> You know what? I was I was actually doing some reading, uh, that referenced uh, the five ones. I believe that was one of the final uh, um, executive orders of John F. Kennedy. And I love this uh, bit right here where his um, his contract goes live and 
all of the cell phone numbers get hit. Oh, there he is. I'm real sad he didn't appear in uh, John Wick 3. There are two I guess other he was movies, like, evidently. Well, yeah, yeah. So maybe we'll see it. I, hope, I just really hope by the end of it all, John Wick gets his house, car, and dog back. And just can finally fuck off in peace. Or not. Who knows? Maybe it'll be the actual end for him, but it'll be a spectacular ending for his character i don't know just have to wait and see but i love the fact that as he's running all the cell phones are ringing and they're all sizing him up because they all want that big ass fat reward And I really love the sense that he's pretty much running from literally all of New York. Which, Everywhere. if you know New York, that is no easy feat. Which no. I'm like, oh my god, I can't wait for the next fight. I've this is going to be insane. What, how are they going to top the, uh, the, the, the art gallery? I can't... And it fucking ends, and that's when I got really pissed off. Because I'm like, <laughs> God damn it. No, you did not. You did not just end here. You keep going, movie. You keep going right now. I swear to God. This is why I rage cut an entire uh, <laughs> mashup of all five films, or all three films. Just so I'm like, no, you did not just end there. I, ha I hate you. I want you to keep going. <laughs> so... Uh, but yeah, man, that was John Wick too. Uh, how's it hold up by comparison for the last one? Oh God. Uh, well, you know what? I'll be honest. This movie, uh, without looking at the the official times and all that stuff, it felt so much shorter than the last one. I think like I was much more yeah, invested yeah, in the did. pacing is much quicker. Um, yes. I, think, I think that's part of the other reason why uh, I was actually mad when yeah. it ended. <laughs> because I'm like, it didn't feel like two hours. No. It actually felt more like, uh, uh, you know, an hour. It felt more like 90 minutes. Yeah. You know? And then aside from that, like like I said again, my favorite thing about all these movies, uh, you know, aside from the just, you know, the absolute stunning, you know, choreography. Is the illusion to the world that it builds, and just the scope yeah. that, the, especially in this movie, they they made so much of a big deal about how it's not just this one little area, but it's so wide reaching, and you had that mm -hmm. last scene of where the people's cell phones were ringing left and right, or the scene where he said stop, and the whole courtyard stopped. It's yeah. huge. And you really get you know, a scene uh, of like one man against the world and you feel it. Yeah. Uh, although you mentioned that courtyard scene and it just occurred to me, uh, this is the second Keanu Reeves movie where he was out in the courtyard <laughs> like a bunch of extras just froze in time. <laughs> they are everyone and they are no one. 
<laughs> like that's that's actually there. one of my favorite lines. Yeah, that's actually one of my favorite lines from the uh, the Matrix. They are everyone, and they are no one. Well, it's hard to compare. Or I'm sorry, it's hard to yeah. watch these without comparing it to his other yeah. most famous movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know? that's that's literally what you know. The director of this mo- this one was uh, that's w- what his life was for a little while like between like you know 97 to like 2003 that was matrix was his life right so like i i, I mean of course you're gonna take like a lot of blueprints off of them and you're gonna learn a lot of it uh and plus you get like a whole bunch of connections like that uh so <laughs> uh but as far as i go like uh, I remember seeing the first one and being really impressed with it. And then this one just took it to that whole new level because, you know, the first one uh, had just a few plot holes that like that are there, but only the, uh, the only re- they're the kind of plot holes that you only realize uh, like after the second or third viewing right. or long after you had time to think about it while you're watching it. You don't give a shit. Right. This one, it's just like. Uh, this one was a lot quicker and a lot more fast paced, uh, and despite the fact that it is a longer runtime, I it zipped by for me a lot better than uh, uh, the first one. Yeah, it did that uh, for me and, too. It did. Yeah, I was so, I was surprised. Yeah, so it and it and again, it just made me want to see so much more, which is you know what the best sequels tend to do, um, but. Uh, I think I, I still really can't wait to hear your reaction for John Wick three. Cause oh, we'll be here for it. Oh <laughs> my boy, I, I I know as soon as like you get you actually sit your ass down to watch it, you're, I'm gonna get a text from you and it says because <laughs> <it begins. laughs> uh, uh, I, I did you also hear uh, uh, Halle Berry's in the third one? What? That was too loud. Yeah. I'm sorry again, viewers. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, Halle Berry's in it, uh, and uh, in addition to having gun foo, there's also dog foo. Okay. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> that is rude. It is so late. <laughs> and I have things to... D- Fuck it. I don't need to work tomorrow. <laughs> like... <laughs> We're not working class. This Holly Berry no, no, and no. dogs. <laughs> Fuck you, Tim. <laughs> oh, it's that's not even like the best bit. Like, there's some. Oh, I can't even. I, I don't want to spoil anything. Like, it's just. Oh shit! Like, if you thought, uh, uh, like the because like the visual set design mm-hmm. in like this one was of course certainly upped. Like. The most visually stylish and engaging uh, uh, sequence was in that nightclub in the first one. Oh, yeah. But, uh, you know, this one, they had a whole freaking art gallery. Uh, in the third one, it's not as interesting as the art gallery, but the way they light it is okay. astounding. Uh, and, yeah, holy shit. Like, uh, if you thought his, his shotgun performance in this one was amazing wait till you see the third one because jesus christ i've never seen a man reload a shotgun so fast 
<laughs> well, he has practiced. <laughs> he has practiced. Like, if anyone, if any of you out there are listening, do yourself a favor and uh, uh, check out on YouTube uh, the uh, Keanu Reeves training for John Wick. Even um, if you have, seen how it. I... like watch it again. Yeah, <laughs> like, dude. Oh, God. So good, like, and uh, you can also see her, um, uh, Halle Berry training alongside with him, uh, which is kind of fucking cool. Um, and I'd also really highly recommend checking out uh, the interview that he did to promote John Wick Three for on the Late Show with Stephen Colbert, because you know, in addition, he talks about you know, uh, uh, oh, I doing gun fu. Yeah. yeah, he did. He talked about gun fu on a horse and he does the, the the fights and the ninjas on motorcycles and all this other crazy stuff. But my favorite, of course, like the best part of that interview, the best part, everyone talks about it, is at the very end where Stephen Colbert looks him in the eye and he goes, Keanu Reeves, what what happens when we die? What do you think happens yeah. when we die? That's and he goes, I think that the ones who love us will miss us. And it takes Stephen Colbert just it he, his breath is taken away and he just gives this silent wow. I am in the presence of a true wise gentleman. And right. just shakes his hand like that uh well that's that's the part of uh, that interview that was circulated so widely. You know, it was yeah, that. Well, it was bit. such a good answer. Like, I would die to run into Keanu Reeves, like, on a subway. Like, just sit next to him and be like, hey, man, how are you? Like, big fan and uh, really want to say how, what a big inspiration you are. And, hey, can I take a picture with you? Because is that cool? Like, I don't want to, like, bug you or anything. But because... Uh, <laughs> I love the fact that even when you get too bashful, like I've, I know there's this one story of a fan who was so bashful that he she was in the presence of Keanu Reeves that uh, he got this moment of eye contact, like I recognize you and I know who you are. Too bashful to say anything, and the whole time they just sat in silence on the subway, and when he got to his stop, Keanu just turned to her and just said, that was really nice chatting with you. <laughs> you know, like, I think that's the funny it, thing. Heart. I I honestly think because you know, I've never wanted to be the fan that just gushes, you know, no matter who cuz yep. I try to think, you know, they're people too. They get it all the time. I'm sure they're used to it and all that stuff, but still, you know, it's got to be exhausting. So I think in, in especially in Keanu Reeves uh his presence, I think I would purposely try to get off first. Now, this is just me romanticizing it, but I would be like, Mr. Mm -hmm. Reeves, it's been a pleasure. Have a good day. And then I would try to walk off knowing that I could have probably asked for so much more, but I just, I want to respect <laughs> the man. I'll kick myself, but I'll be proud of me. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like... Yeah. I think I, I would try to hold in the... Oh yeah, like yeah. as much as I can. <laughs> like, as I'm not soon sure. as he's gone, I'll just. 
I think once he, what, what, if he, if I, I ever get that moment and I, I just walk away, I think I would literally have to find, like, I would have to shout in, like, just take off my jacket or shirt or whatever and just yell into it in pure stat. <laughs> right. I have no idea how well I'd ever cheer up to my own personal expectations if i ever had the opportunity but i'd like to think <laughs> yeah yeah it's just it's something to to dream about while we're working you know our our day jobs and that sort of thing it's 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 a nice way to to think of to escape the uh the, the hard times that we, <laughs> we are going through yeah well, it's been a wonderful, wonderful time. This is so. I think, uh, uh, yeah, we can have you uh, on John. We'll do John Wick three in exactly one year from now, and uh, 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 hopefully by then we'll have like at least an announcement of uh, right. a John Wick four. Well, well, well you know, I'm always uh, always up for uh, showing up on one of your shows, Tim. I, I. I thoroughly yes. enjoy doing all of this yes um but yeah we will uh we'll, we'll definitely have an excuse to have you on before that though <laughs> um but regardless one year from now we'll come back with john wick three and i will have a bottle of whiskey for you i'll be there <laughs> <laughs> well folks i hope you enjoyed this episode next week is going to be temple of doom i'm coming back with uh my buddy sean wheeler and and also a, uh, an old friend of mine who uh uh has some thoughts and feelings about temple of doom so we'll see you then this has been an episode of comtrack where you'll never have to watch a movie alone again peace mm-hmm.